Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 78 of Zion's Finest. This is a special episode. One year ago yesterday, we started the podcast, which I think is just absolutely crazy. JK and I recorded this episode last night. We're going to be talking about French nationals, giving some general thoughts on the meadow. We have obviously been skirmishing and practicing a lot, especially focused around Spectre Cell. Um, and we've done some podcasts. We've been talking about that. This episode, we are going to talk a little bit about Spectre Cell, but... Spoiler alert, no Spectre Cell list made the top eight at French Nationals, which is crazy because one of the Spectre Cell lists who came in at 10th place was being run by the Spanish Nationals champion, actually, and he was running Spectre Cell, so that tells you something. I think he won Spanish Nationals with uh, Spectre Cell, if, if my memory is correct. Anyway, that tells you something kind of crazy about French Nationals, and we're obviously we're going to be going through that. I cannot believe... It's very crazy to me that we started the podcast a year ago. When we started the podcast, it was primarily like I just had all of these thoughts about like competitive Imperial Assault that I wanted to get out the door. And it just seemed like there was just like this, all this material that there was too much, too much material and not enough time. And it has been incredible watching the community develop and grow over the past year. I feel like before we started the podcast, we had the Slack channel going, but we weren't, it was mostly just us, just our local Utah community, mainly because we weren't super active on the forums. And so we just didn't have like a way to engage more broadly. But then as we started this, as we started the podcast and the community started focusing a little bit more around the Slack channel, it just became this incredible engine of growth. And it's awesome. I think right now we're pretty close to 250 members on the Slack chat, which is amazing there is always great discussions. I mean, every time there's something like French nationals, there's kind of a flurry of conversation. I expect that as regionals are heating up, there's going to be more discussion. It's kind of, I feel like I'm a little bit disappointed in FFG in that the current Spectre, or the current regional challenge is figuring out Spectre Cell. It felt like last year's regionals, it was much more dynamic. I, I, I say that though, there's a little bit of like hindsight bias, right? Like Last year, one year ago last year, we didn't know how good IG was like in our local community in Utah, but we knew that obviously hunters were amazing. And so it was, it's always been until Spectrezel came out about solving the hunter problem, right? Solving the IG problem. Even when Vader was at the height of his dominance, you know, obviously you had to have a solution for Vader, but most everyone's solution for Vader was hunters. And if you weren't going to run Vader or hunters, then it wasn't. It, it was a very tough problem to solve, and obviously people approached it from a lot of different angles. So I still feel like I wish that there was a little bit more to crack in terms of in terms of the current regional season, but it's going to be very, very awesome to see how things shake out, especially because so soon after regionals, we're going to be hitting into Worlds. But before we start the podcast, I just want to tell everyone thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for engaging in the Slack channel, even if sometimes you annoy me, Hassan. It's very tough to convey how deep of an impression what we've been able to grow together has made on me. It's just incredible. And I don't want to get too sappy about it or anything, so I won't get too sappy, but I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. And thank you for helping us grow Imperial Assault, the game that we love so much. Okay, let's turn it over to JK. Okay, I am now joined by JK. What JK is going to do is he's going to give us a rundown of the top eight of French nationals, and we're going to talk about it. Take it away, JK. Okay, so first off, I'm just going to run through the list. First one, the winning list is Alfonso 
uh, I'm going to butcher the last name, Gislieri, I assume. Uh, so he ran Han, Han uh, E-Rangers, uh, the standard list, which is Han E-Rangers, Hera, Gideon, R2, 3PO, two regular smugglers, and Rebel High Command. This is the list that Greg Monson uh, was runner-up with at Worlds last year, yep. or this year. Yeah, so, yeah. So nothing new in there at all. Um, as we go through, you're going to notice there's not a lot of new stuff, per se. Alfonso's going to be on the podcast next week, and he's going to give us a little bit of a rundown in terms of how he handled Spectre, like what his matchups were, because I'm really interested to hear that. But anyway, keep going, JK. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Spectre, just not in the top eight. Yep. So uh, next was IG Hondo. Hondo was the one figure that kind of popped up a couple times. Yeah. Uh, IG Hondo, Onar Jabba, Greedo, Ijawa, 3PO Black Market. So is that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven activations? Okay. Um, so yeah, really, it, it's interesting. It's a little bit more firepower with, with Onar. Yeah. Um, no, like no full care package. So there's no Gideon. Yeah. There's no Hera. Yep. But you honestly, like you have so many, you have, you have so much three dice power in it already with Hondo and Onar yeah. and then IG doing IG things. So that gets, list is really good yeah. without needing to be focused on it. And you have just four massive guns oh i guess you have java sorry yeah so oh, java that's does right focus around. that's right that's yeah. right i mean you're just gonna keep um, greedo focused right so he's as yeah. he goes and destroys things and that's also that list was ran by gil al i don't sorry gil i have no idea how you say your name gil alves de Oliveria. he was top 16 at worlds this last year yeah man we're gonna butcher so many <laughs> brace so many people brace yourselves today. people us us utah hicks over here oh that good um <laughs> Shoot, son. Shoot, son. Okay, the, the next is um, the classic points manipulation list. The, the new, well, it's a little different. Sabine, Ikwe. Yep. Jabba, Hondo, Greedo, Ijawa, R2, 3PO, and then Devious. Uh, this is Renbe Javier. Uh, I like this list. Uh, I, I like the Weequay version. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I go back and forth with Weequays and Onar because I just think Onar is such a beast. Yes. But... Um, but yeah, obviously this works, and points are points are points. Like it'll be interesting to see how this list does once um, once Lothal gets rotated in because there's oh, not it's true. There's a lot of points to be got, yeah. But it's so big that it's like there's no there's no vacuum. There's no uh you know on yeah. Moss Eisley. There's the pickup mission, and you just don't have that anymore. Yeah, but the list still um, has Sabine right and the Spire. Yeah. So that yeah, you know. Sabine and Hondo and Jabba, and so. You're still only a handful, like, with that price on your heads, realistically, you can get, you know, with, with with two kills, you can easily have 14 points. Yeah. With just two kills, like, two meaningless kills. Yeah, good point. Like, yeah, not even with the kills count. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, next is the um, the world's, li- no, sorry, not exactly the world is, IG, a set of one, one week way. Uh, Onar, Jabba, Greedo, Ijawa, 3PO. So this is really close to Gil's list. Yeah. Uh, it just has a weak way instead of Hondo. Mm. Um, so just that little difference. Um, yeah, that's, it's interesting. I, I wonder... Hmm, yeah, I mean, I think we're still scratching the surface on Hondo. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because um, he's just, he's good, but there's limitations to him. He's not the sniper that Weequays are. Yeah. And so... And he's not a can, hunter, right? So yeah, he's, got, he's not a hunter. He's got high damage, but it's like static high damage, right? Yeah, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yep. 
And I mean, realistically, he could, he, I mean, he's going to roll pretty good all the time, but uh, if you don't give him the plus two damage, which there's a lot to discuss on that, let alone, but if you don't give him the plus two damage, he has a chance to do, you know, two to three against a black die if you're not rolling very well. Yeah. So um, the next is uh, Vader Palp Thrawn. Uh, with one E-Death Trooper, three regular officers, Zillow, Doubt, and Roll by Fear. Uh, love this list. Yep. You know, we've I've been playing some version of it for a minute or two ever since ever since we got Lethal to drop. Uh, Thrawn's a beast. Yep. The, you know, getting up to... Because he has seven acts. Uh, so, yeah, it's real good. We don't have a... a who, who ran this one? Nope. Um, yeah, like we talked about in the last time I was on... It'll be interesting to see if this list survives Lethal, because you have just no, there's no range. Yeah, on this there's list there's no you th- have to, like, yeah there's no threat even of range, right? Yeah. So yeah, and so you're losing your best map to gain probably your worst map. Yeah. Like, because because right now, I mean, you could probably make a make an argument for, uh, um, whatever that middle map is. I can't think of it now with with the weapons. Yeah. Yeah, Tarkin, you can make an argument that Tarkin is really good for Vader. Yes. But Moss Eisley was so good because you could get right right up next to people. You can open a door. You can take an end-around swing, and you're losing that. Yeah. Like, Lethal, you have to run clear across, and Lethal big. Yeah, very big. Um, number six, we don't have the full list. We know it's IG, Weequay, Jabba. Um, so I'm assuming it's something, some kind of mix between two and four with uh, Greedo, Ejawa, 3PO. Uh, apparently, Europeans love that. Love the no Gideon pullover. So, I mean, they did bring Jabba last year. Like they they kept Jabba alive while Americans realistically kept written him off. So, it's it's not shocking, but it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Next is Han. This is like these new next two lists are both amazing. (laughs) They're so awesome. So next one is Han CT Cotoon, and then the full Rebel Care Package Plus. So Hera Gideon R two C three PO. And two rebel smugglers. So you're one, two, three, four. Nine activations. Nine nine activations. I love that. You're getting, yeah, you're getting your last go. You're passing around power tokens. So CT gets to barrage with, kind of with freedom. Yeah. If you have, you know, CT and Co2 next to each other. Yep. You have, you know, three triple dice attackers. Yep. I mean, three and a half with Hera. Yeah. Uh... You have points grabbing. You have a lot of like. I love this list. Yeah, I think it is I'm, very a very very clever list. And I mean, like, yeah. you're never gonna worry about dodges. I actually nope. I tried a variation of this list um, against Scott when like we were first testing with Lothal coming out, and I got worked by Spectre Cell. Like, it just didn't matter what I was doing. But clearly, it was I had not optimized it yet. And I love this. Like, I love what they were able to do with this. Yeah, like I, three dice attack, and they're all. I mean, you're you're green, green and blue on all of them. It's not like you're rolling no yellows, you know, green, yellow, yellow, or something like that, yeah. which is ironically like the strongest attack right now with stupid Ezra. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, but they're like you know, green, green, blue, and blue, and blue, blue, green, and so it's yeah, they're powerful attacks. You know, Han. I, the, the thing I like about this list is han can go after a big figure and he can go punch someone in the face yep ct and cotoon can crowd control yeah so like it's you know greedo runs up you you're not worried about han having to take this big shot you can let cotoon shoot yeah that's a great point you know ejawas like you can afford to sacrifice attacks 
because Han is doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. So, uh, and then the next one, which is just completely bonkers, is Dracotta, yes. Chewie with a fix, Ahsoka. Yeah. And then Hera, Gideon, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Heroic Effort. So the last list was run by Wilfred Florenza. This one is Johan Becker. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> This one is crazy. I like, love it. It's such a cool list. Well, it's it's so cool because so so the great the thing about Chewie is you have to you have to have other people go in front of Chewie to die. Yeah, and Ahsoka is like perfect, so to die. perfect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like because because you have to kill her. Yeah, like you can't just let her run free or she's gonna just destroy you. Yeah, she'll just. But at the eat same the time, line. you're yeah, you're just cruising up with Chewie and Dracotta. Yep, and so then you're like, well, I you know I have to kill Chewie. Yeah. But then Dracotta is still coming at you, and, and Focus Dracotta late game is just a nightmare. Yeah. Like, an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is a fascinating list. Like, it's it's a little short on attacks, in turn, like, versus everything else, because you have no double attackers in here. Yeah. But, man, if, if, if you get it going, and if... I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure Johan has has optimized this fairly well. Yeah. But, man, it can get... It can do some damage. You know what I'm wondering? So... We've now done the top eight. We can do a little bit of a breakdown on, like, what surprises us and what doesn't. But I want to say one thing about this um, Johan's list is that I wonder if he was running... Because when I saw this list, the first thing I thought is, I wonder if he's running Slippery Target, right? Because if he's running Slippery Target, that gives Chewbacca and Ahsoka even more survivability versus Spectre, right? (laughs) Then, like, you've got, like, a legitimate Spectre-killing list, as long as you can keep Dracotta away from Ezra, right? And, man, that's, that's a cool list. Yeah, and you're you know Chewy, Chewy gets your on the lamb, and so you can put him out there, um, get him out. You can yeah, it's just it has like it's it's a little short on uh, on points yeah. on objective control. Yeah, but you can kill everything that's going to get objectives. Like yeah, you're one shotting everything that's not for like four cost. Yeah, or that, that's that's bigger than four, four cost. cost. Like yeah. you're killing. You're killing Greedo. Yep. You're killing Equays. You're killing Rangers. Like, you're just one-shotting all of those things. Yep. Like, pretty much anything that has seven health or left, you're probably killing it. Yep. Hmm. Man, that is a really, really interesting list. I love it. I mean, seven activations is a little worrisome. That's, like, my biggest worry with these. I I think that's actually where most Rebel lists are going to settle, is I think Rebel Hero lists are actually going to settle, like, right where this Dracotta Chewy list is, like... I could easily see someone maybe not running Ahsoka, putting Han instead of Chewie in, and then, you know, something, I don't know, like CT or something else, right? And then you can have either a smuggler or you can put Doubt and Extra Armor in or something like that. But I think a lot of these Rebel Hero lists are going to set themselves at seven activations because it puts them over Spectre Cell, and most scum lists appear to be around the seven activation count as well. Yeah, they're, they're falling into that area... Where you don't need it, you don't need eight, eight anymore. Yeah. Like the the big thing about eight last one was you needed to beat the double weak ways. Yep. And now you can just do it with eight, or you can just do it with seven because realistically double weak ways are gone because they, they just die. Yeah, they like, just die. Yeah. They they get they get rushed into and they just die. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting because it just it changes the meta. Like it changes what people can do because suddenly you're you're no longer looking at. Okay, well, I need to make sure to get to nine, so I need to throw in two smugglers. And so four points opens up. Yeah. And with four points opening up, 
you know, you can just do tons of different stuff, whether that's upgrading, like changing R2 to, you know, R2 becomes Rebel High Command and uh, two smugglers become, you know, become Jared or yeah. Jin or whatever. Yeah. There's just, there's options. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting byproduct of that six, six cost or six Spectre Cell, six round Spectre Cell. Yeah. yeah. How it just like is pulled the countdown. Okay. Yeah. So before we talk about the fact that no Spectre Cell <laughs> made the top eight, let's, yeah. what is the thing that surprised you the most about the top eight? Uh, the lack of doubt. Okay. Like, uh, it's you know what is it one well the only I legitimately think the only yeah. melee list was running doubt right the Vader, yeah. the vader palp list so yeah. i mean it was running zillow doubt and rule by fear as as opposed to unshakable right i wonder who i yeah. wonder who that was running that list but that is it's interesting that like they obviously they weren't running unshakable although i wouldn't be surprised if they had some parting blows in hand but they relied on combos like you were you've been playing right where you've got yeah. price of glory and other things but i don't know yeah. that's really really interesting yeah, I mean, like I know that like doubt isn't doubt isn't incredibly game breaking in terms of if one person brought doubt, it's over. Yeah. But the and I and I don't know if if just the meta in Europe has has kind of like people knew that they weren't going to bring doubt, or people just were like, we're just going to bring this anyway, and who cares if they bring doubt, and they've just kind of played through it. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, like. You know, Han, Han Rangers. I th- we we had talked about just being a, a list that just wasn't going to cut it anymore yeah. because because it just doesn't have the firepower. Like it's you have to take out four figures and you only have a certain amount of card economy and focus economy that you can get with. Yeah, it. but still there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, and and then I think just the the staying power of IG. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again. Like, I think Europeans played IG before. Yes. Americans a little bit last year, I, if I remember right. I think you are right. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just brutal. I, like, like he's still there. He's not going anywhere. You're going to have to think to yourself, like, every game, you're, every tournament you go to, every place you go to, you're just going to have to think, what, like, like, what's my answer for IG? How can I, like, what can I do to blunt his his onslaught that's eventually going to come. Can I rush him? Can I not rush him? And it's going to be interesting to see what he does against Spectre Cell if, if it becomes a thing where it's IG versus Spectre Cell in the long run. Yeah. And so, you, so you know, people say that... I'm not like I'm not sold on this, but people say that IG is going to be really good on Lethal. And I think he will be good on Lethal. I don't think he's good enough on Lethal to compensate for how good Sabine is on Lethal. Yeah. But maybe he, like, yeah. minimizes the advantage a little bit just because he is so mobile, right? Seven, yeah. his seven speed means that most figures are not going to be able to, like most figures can't threaten him as well as he can threaten them at range yeah. and from so far away. So yeah. that, that, it's going to be really interesting to see how that shakes out. But yeah, you're right. IG was in three of the top eight lists. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like, I mean, outside of the two kind of unique lists with CT, Cotoon and Chewie and Dracotta, but like it, it's, you know, I, I G just, he's good. Like, yeah, he's such a solid figure and even his blue, blue, green can do damage to people. Yep. And in Lethal, it's coming up. If he can, if he can get damage into, into some specters as they make their approach and forces them to make the approach to him and, and 
it'll be interesting to see how the objective g- game plays in there. But yeah, Lethal. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be good in Lethal. Spectre Cell is just stupid on Lethal. Yeah, though, but. yes, Spectre Cell is dumb on Lethal. There was one thing I was going to say about that. Oh yeah, there were there were four Jabas in the top eight. Europe has just got yeah. like a a strange scum loving meta i mean like there is just like yeah. nothing else to say about that they have been committed to java forever and he's making four of the top eight lists yeah. at french nationals i mean i that is that really really surprises me especially in the age of specter right like you'd think that with specter you need like all hands on deck to get every shot off you can because you have got to kill people right before you fall too far behind on material and i guess java gives you an extra attack but I don't know, man. That's that's yeah. worrisome to me. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the. I don't want to say the the downside of Spectre or the negative of Spectre, whatever it is. But like, if you can kill, like, if IG can, if I keep, if IG can get a double tap in, yeah, he there's a chance he can kill Sabine, which you know, on, on most on most area, like like taking Lethal out. Yeah, of it, there's he you know he can probably kill kill Sabine. And there's a chance he can kill Ezra, even with his with the stupid amount of blocks. Yeah. Um, and then if he can get like, and if he doesn't, then yeah, Jabba has a third attack that he can get in there, and he can finish him off. Because you know, most things Inspector are not going to kill Ig in one activation. Even an Ezra pummel, yeah, is only it's going to do it'll probably do thirteen damage and bring him pretty close, but. He's gonna at least be alive for a shot. Yeah, and he can just sit there and hide, and then as soon as Blaze hits, and act and and action economy has changed, he's gonna be able to run through him. Yeah, so. I do think it's. I mean, I think that the IG players are going to have to learn, like how everybody who's not an IG player has learned how has had to learn how to play around Blaze. I think IG players are gonna have to learn to play around the Spectre Cell tempo. Sh- tempo swings because even though ig has got the firepower to bring down specter i actually think that like that is a really risky matchup for him right because if ezra's got on the lamb it doesn't matter right like all the all the things that they've got in order to pull off their swings they've got lots of ways to do things like blaze right and kill ig before it matters right or before like he's able to to get value out so you know if you lose ig before you've killed the specter cell it's game over right anyone yeah, specter yeah. cell so i don't know that's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out yep but yeah awesome all right well now let's talk about like the massive elephant in the room which is that no specter cell made top eight i mean like what is going on with that yeah i don't i mean i, I <sighs> I don't know. Like, I mean, so so someone said that they took tenth, so which, yes. which means they had probably the same record as number five. Because I think normally in these five through twelve are pretty pretty similar. Yeah, in that's terms true. Of their record. Greg was um, Greg Monson, um, the runner up at Worlds was ninth, running Han Rangers, and he was four and two. I think. Yeah. So and so yeah, I'd assume there's, I because I don't know if this is because this is probably not in order like. Because Alfonso won the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know if he was also the one seed. I I don't know that. I don't I don't think yeah. we have that info yet. Yeah, so you know, there's there's probably there's one six and zero. Oh, there's probably three five and ones, and then yeah, there's probably a slew of four and twos. There may be another one or two five and ones, but yeah, even still, um, yeah, I, I don't know if people have over like everyone overly teched 
for Spectre Cell, and that's why you get stuff like No Doubt. Yeah. Because Doubt does nothing. Yeah, and great point. People are just like, look, because realistically, everything outside of Spectre Cell is just going to fall to itself. Like, yeah. like, you know what Han Rangers brings. Yep. You know what IG brings. Yep. It's just like, what little things can I do to tech against Spectre Cell? Yep. And so if people are doing that, then everything turns into an equal playing field, assuming you can beat Spectre. Yeah. That's still a big ask, and, you know, we don't know who... We don't know, like, which good players were playing Spectre, if any good players were playing Spectre. No, we do know... So Greg said that um, previous regional winners were running Spectre Cell, Mm. right? So it was not like... It was not just... It wasn't people just walking in off the street yeah, going, exactly. Oh, Spectre Cell. Yeah, I started playing Spectre Cell, and turns out they're pretty good. No, like, it was there. It was legitimate. Yeah, it was very... Uh, Greg made it clear that it was not just, like, a fluke or anything like that, that none made top eight. He said it was good players who was running it. They didn't make top eight. However, it's a good point that you're bringing up, that they probably did have that number, the 10th place, probably had the exact same, um, what's the word, Swiss score, as yeah. as some of these other guys just probably didn't and, and obviously did not have as good of a strength of schedule. So that is important to know. Yeah. It's still interesting though, right? That like it was oh, not sure. the it was not the six and zero, right? Or the one of the five and ones. So yeah, the doom and gloom isn't here as much as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, but even still, um, I mean, uh, how you know how long is has IG been like IG's been a thing for well over a year? Yep. Year and a half. Uh, Rangers has been a thing for a year. Yep. Like, and probably uh, right around a year is when, you know, Han Rangers came out. Um, I mean, Vader Palp Throne is new. Yes. But, like, there's nothing new about Vader. Yeah. And even, like, Drock, Chewie, and Ahsoka, none of those things are new. Nope. And so there may be a, a, a still comfort of, like, you know, I haven't, I don't think I've run Spectre on, uh, um, Moss Eisley at all. Really? And so there may also be some uh, some rust, uh, not, not rust, but inexperience with some of these lists because you're trying to get reps in on you're trying to get reps in on Lethal because you're assuming it's coming. Yep. And I mean, maybe that's just our inexperience and our, you know, stupidity, but yeah. Um, but you're trying to get reps in on on Tarkin because you're still learning Tarkin. Yeah. You're just trying to get reps in on, on Uskru because it's still weird, just it's always going to be weird. Yeah. And so you kind of just go, oh, I'll figure it, you know, Moss Eisley will figure it out. It's close range. It helps us out. But if, you know, if you get a, if you get Spectre with the pickup crates mission, it's going to be hard to win with Spectre because you don't have objective grabbers. Yeah. And so if you run into one or two bad matchups where they have point getters and they can get 16 points of objectives and you can get nothing then you're going to you're going to fall into some rough, rough territory and it may be something you haven't practiced as much because even though we are used to it like you know I I can draw out Moss Eisley probably in my sleep yeah but I've also haven't played it and so with there's Spectre just a little bit of different thinking with yeah with Spectre self yeah yeah so. that's an interesting point I also think I'm also positive that people who are serious about uh, prepping for nationals and like major tournaments are practicing all of their games with Spectre Cell. I mean, like all of our skirmishing yeah. is one of us is playing Spectre Cell, right? So, yeah. or it's most, like, what do you want to play? Yeah, what do you want to yeah. play? I like what, who's going to play Spectre Cell? Okay. And then yeah. the other person will play whatever they're going to play. And so I'll bet you that um, that has been a lot like this. I'll bet the Han Rangers list was very much planned for like you were, they were playing. I, I'm sure Alfonso's practiced that matchup versus Spectre Cell. 
at, le- at least oh, enough yeah. to like know exactly what he needs to do in order to win the game. Because Greg brought up some really good points. He is he has given an awesome write up on the Slack in terms of like how it went and just like his general thoughts on the list. And he, his point is that Specter Cell, the I mean, so Specter Cell's weakness right is that it needs to close right now. It's also really good yeah. at closing, but mm-hmm. um, Han, like the, the beauty of these Han Rangers lists is that they excel at taking out things that need to close, right? Because they've yeah. got the tempo swings that they've got. And so our assumption was that they couldn't pull off enough material before, you know, Spectre Sal was in there grilling and killing him, but clearly Alfonso was able to figure that out. So, and, and on Moss Eisley, which is a very tight map for them, Right, because even though like Spectre Cell might not be amazing at the objective game on Moss Eisley, it's a small map, it's compressed, and man, Ezra and Kane are just gonna be in your grill super fast. So, yeah, yeah, and like the Rangers are still there's still three of them when they're focused. You're still rolling blue, blue, green. You so you're probably get you know you're you're getting a pierce. You're probably getting two pierces yep. with a plus two damage and hunter cards, and so. Yep. You know, even one focused ranger, like if you focus Han, even one focused ranger and then two other rangers with a pierce have a pretty decent shot. I don't know what the numbers are. Maybe I should run them of taking down someone like uh, Ezra. Yeah. Who, if they don't roll a dodge, they don't have on the lamb and you play an assassinate or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're, your chances are coming down a lot. Yeah. So it's. It's like there's still three fairly hard hitting figures. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. So you have a very low chance without any cards. You're doing a, you're expecting about six percent, or I mean about six damage. That being said, a lot of that is due to the dodge. Mm. Um, but in in the three attacks, you're expecting six damage. Yeah, with 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 one focused attack. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that realistically. You know, we've talked about we've we've talked many times on the podcast about who you focus in these Han Ranger lists, and I think with versus Spectre, you've got to focus your Rangers right because they're the ones who are going to be able to deliver the high swing of assassinate heightened reflexes, right? Which Han can't do. Han hits like a truck, but like Han hits like a truck, and if they dodge, then you're in a lot of trouble, right? Whereas Rangers can at least mitigate some of that risk a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, it's 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 very, very interesting. I, I'm, I'm really excited to get Alfonso on. See what he has to say. Yep. All right. Well, with that being the case, we are getting ready to jump into regionals. They're starting this weekend. We've got three in the U.S., one in the U.K., and I think one in Australia. Ours is we're not having ours till January 5th. We're going to have a regionals prep tournament on December 15th where <laughs> We are going to, I think it's going to be our, kind of our final shakedown in terms of seeing what everyone's going to run, and then we'll just be grinding out games with those until the regional tournament. Um, But what I want to do now, JK, is just do a quick survey in terms of, give me your thoughts on what has surprised you the most about, so we started the podcast a year ago today, which is insane. In that time, what has surprised you the most about the meta like in terms of like the, the the changing like the changing state of the game, like what surprised you the most? What surprised me? Let's see. I I think, um, I think the consistency of what has happened over the last year is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like the cream of the crop has just stayed there. Yep. Um, you know we, 
again, we talked about last time that Vader may drop out with Lethal. Um, just with Lethal, just because it's so big. Yeah. Um, but realistically, uh, we're we're gonna see the same stuff that we saw last year. Yeah. Like, uh, you, we're not gonna be surprised when um, IG, you know, some IG Weequay list is a regional winner is a top you know is makes it in the top exit worlds yeah. like these things are going to be solid are going to be solid yeah um one of the surprises that have come out of nowhere is i, I you know for americans is certainly java yeah because again java like last year at this time we legitimately were like java is trash yeah like garbage tier. he's just he just does not have what it takes to make up what it is yeah. like you you were just able to do enough stuff around him that it didn't matter. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, Jabba is good because there's a lot of reasons why Jabba is good. Like, because there's new, the, the new points manipulation list, which I think is a surprise. Yep. Um, you know, it helps that all these new things came out, but that's, uh, that's the general surprises I have. One is the consistency is then, then two is just like, Jabba because realistically other than that I mean it'd kind of be interesting to go back and maybe I will go back and listen to the first slash second episode and and see where we were what we were thinking but you know outside of weak ways falling off just because of their health yeah. there's not a lot of not a lot of uh, uh troop attrition maybe is the the term of like figures just becoming irrelevant yeah yeah I think that I think that is an interesting point it's kind of – that's – it kind of bums me out a teensy bit, right, that, like, we're playing a very similar game as we were a year ago. Obviously, it's a yeah. – obviously, it's different, but you look at French Nationals and you think that is – I mean, this is a almost a list that could have come out – like, this is a top eight that could have been, like, a year ago, right? Like, a year ago, this, this thing could have happened and we'd all be like, oh, that's interesting, right? Like – why didn't IG win? I guess would be our like the main thing that we were thinking about. But yeah, that's There's, or I guess even a year actually a year ago we hadn't quite figured out IG. It wasn't until no. I think it was in like late December, January when the Texas the the Texas guys started talking about IG and we were like, What? Who IG? Come on, he doesn't have a re-roll, right? Like that's kind of crazy. And then we saw him in action and we were like, Oh yeah, okay, turns out IG's stupid good. Um yeah. But, I mean, one year ago, we didn't even have, like, Vader wasn't even a thing, really. I mean, he had just, so, like, yeah, so, um, what's it called? Heart of the Empire was released, I think, October 12th. Yeah. And so, I mean, people were running Vader, like, Scott was running Vader the day the box came out. But, right. yeah, we had definitely not, we had not figured him out. Because, yeah, when we went to that first regional, which was about two weeks from today or whatever it was, um, and, and Paul Grasser ran it. Yeah. And just wiped the floor with us because we were just not ready for Vader and I, ironically Vader Pal, yeah. which gave way to Vader, to Unshakable Vader. Yep. But yeah, we were not, we were not prepared for that. Yeah. But no. Yeah. We we. I, I just counted and there's there's five, depending on what the sixth list was, there was only five figures from Lethal in the top eight. So that would be the e, the Elite Death Trooper Thrawn, CT. 
What else? Hondo. Hondo. Hondo and Sabine. Oh, Sabine, of course. Yeah. yeah that's, There's only one Sabine, though. Oh. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I think I mean, I mean, think that once, Lath- if, like, once Lethal is released into the tournament scene, I think all of these lists are going to drop somebody in favor of Sabine just because yeah. she's so, so very good. Um, and yeah. I also think we're going to lose Devious Scheme, honestly, because you want to have initiative with Sabine so you can take the Spire if you're playing versus mm-hmm. a Sabine. So yeah. if you're playing like a scum list, but yeah, yeah, that is very, very interesting. Yeah. I do like go, going back to your thoughts. I, I think it's not unhealthy that we're playing the same stuff because it like, I mean, it would be really nice if, if FFG had made stuff usable earlier yeah. and we had, and we were now tinkering with things instead of the issue is there's basically this line in the sand that's Java's realm. Yeah. And Java's realm is everything good and everything pre-Java's realm is bad. Yeah, fair. Like that's a great point. And so like I I, I get where you're coming from and I like and I get that it's not great that we just have the same stuff. Yeah. But it's it's nice that instead of full meta shifts because of the box came out, although Spectre Cell yada yada yada. Yeah. But um it, it, it's nice that we can you know, I, th- I think a healthy meta for the game is a list and sprinklings of different pieces. Yeah. Which is what we have mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, in all, all honesty, the world's meta, the 2018 world's meta has got to have been one of the healthiest metas. And I, you know, I played X-Wing, like it was so much healthier than the X-Wing meta has ever yeah. been, honestly. I mean, like, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know of another game Maybe Destiny. I mean, Destiny has had a pretty diverse meta. It's not clear, like, how its meta is going to be shaking out with how good Snoke is. But um, even Destiny, I do not think, had the same amount of just incredible diversity that the 2018 Worlds tournament had. So, yeah. and honestly, if, like, all that happens is that there is, there is this sprinkling of Lothal units into those those archetypes... And then Spectre Cell, right? So we get, like, another archetype and then sprinklings of other units. That's not the worst thing in the world. Like, I would like yeah. more sprinkling, right? Like, a little bit stronger diversity. I'd, I'd really like... Because I feel like uh, like DT and Brett Kelly's IG list was just straight-up hunter-kill-em lists, right? Yeah. And I feel like these scum pointers lists are, are their own archetype. And it's awesome that they're, yeah. like, making their way in into the meta, right? Even this, like, IG Hondo own our java greedo list that's still very much a like hunters are going to punch in the face list but there's like an element to like point manipulation there whereas um Mm -hmm. javier's sabine Ikwe, java hondo greedo list right like that's straight up um that's like straight up point manipulation in terms of yeah yeah, they still got hunters but they've got lots of ways to move those points around and so and so it would be really it's going to be awesome if that's actually where we end up in the next like four months right like before worlds at the end of march if where we end up is specter cell is a dominant thing or, or it's a dominant archetype right but we've still got these other archetypes including this new scum archetype yeah and and like it, it would be nice that we could get to a point where we were not worried enough about um uh, about specter cell that people could just run specter cell yeah because like right now it's just like oh someone's running specter cell well cool like yeah like that guy's lame. Yeah. He doesn't like to build lists and stuff like that. Yeah. But it would be nice if we can get to a point where it's just like, you know, I'm like, I actually really feel confident that this, like that, that my meta 
where we are, the Spectre Cell is just like the best matchup, so I'm going to run it here. But yeah. at the same time, I think there's going to be other metas out there where Spectre Cell may not be the best thing, and I need to run this instead. And so, like, that's really what we want is, and I mean, it would be great because realistically, yeah, at Worlds, there was three lists. There was Unshakable Vader, there was, you know, the Worlds list of, I, you know, there was, yeah, IG Equay list, and there was Han Rangers with, with you know, like the box and, uh, what Ryan's dripplings list next to yeah. and there, there was a point there was one or two points lists in there as well but the the majority of lists were one of those three yeah and so it'd be nice if if it becomes hey even if it becomes one of those five like yeah we we now have five lists granted again I'm I'm we we are worried about Vader once Lethal drops but it'll be it'll be interesting to see like who knows maybe something else will come out of uh will come out of Empire that we're just not expecting. Yeah. Although, again, like, unless it's something like uh, uh, Sentry Droids who can have sniping power, I'm not sure what's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Sentry Droids, I hold out hope for them. And Joey, um, Joey Galashevsky, is that how you say your last name, Joey? Um, yeah. that was, that's his list that he's been running in the Vassal Tournament. And man alive, like sentries, double sentries staring down their barrels at you is pretty, pretty intimidating. Oh, yeah. Um, and so and he had Thrawn with him. Right. And so I feel like that there is play there. Right. And he, he, he thinks and I actually I can see this. Right. Like that Spectre Cell comes in and these four double taps have just with Pierce two, right. Even yeah. though they're minus one damage might have enough to just overwhelm them. And th man, that'd be awesome. If that was true. That'd be interesting. I mean, you know, I, I've loved, I've loved sentry droids since they've come out. Yeah. But there's also this point of like, well, there's only so much you can do with them. Yeah. Because yeah, like, w I mean, the, the funny thing is the dropping of Vader, I think makes them really good again. Yeah. Cause that was their biggest issue is they just couldn't, they could put enough damage consistently on Vader and especially on E-Jets back in the day. Yeah. Because like an E-Jet would be able to kill them basically before they could kill an E-Jet. Yeah. Which is and insane. And you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't double tap anything because, uh, be, because the negative, the negative damage was like crippling. Yeah. Um, and so it, it actually might be interesting to see how E-Sentries hold up in a, in a Vaderless world. On Lothal, which is a good map yeah. for them, right? Because they've got crazy oh, yeah. range. Mm-hmm. You're, you're shooting forever. Maybe it's time to bust out the old uh, E-Sentry scum list. This was the list that JK ran at Denver Regional. And yeah. you, it was double sentries, Hera, right? Like Yep. Uh, I ran a Claudite. I wouldn't run a Claudite again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, double sentries, Claudite, Hera, so that's 30, and then... Uh, C-3PO and Gideon. Yep. And then an E-Jawa, obviously, to grab all of that. Yeah. And then, like, uh, and then upgrade fillers. So, uh, I think I had Black Market and Devious. Yeah. And you drop and the Claudite and you put in Greedo and you're like, there we go. Right. Yeah. Well, I was running an E-Claudite even. Oh, so, you wow. drop a Claudite and you put in uh, Hondo or Onar. Oh, yeah. I like you're that. You're really set up. Like, yeah, I do like I'm that. I'm actually going to give this a shot again. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I would. Make, yeah. make sure no one runs Vader. Yeah. Nobody runs Vader. Uh, well, Scott's probably just going to be running Spectre, so. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah, that'll be really interesting. Okay, JK, so next four months before 
Worlds, oh my gosh, it's four months from today, right? So we've got, because it's December. Man, what that is like, the Whoa. what a serendipitous day. A year from our first podcast and four months of the day before Worlds, what is going to surprise you the most? Uh, what I really hope to surprise me the most is just going to be the lack of Spectre Cell in the top chunk. Okay. Like, not the complete lack. Like, I, I actually genuinely hope that there is, in the top 16... Two or three Spectre Cells. There better be three, um, right? Like, yeah, there better be three. Like, legitimately, I, I hope that there are three Spectre Cells because, you know, I, I think I think they deserve to be there. Like, like I know that we hate them and yada, 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 and we're yeah. going to cry, but but I think they should be there. Yeah. Um, what's really going to surprise me the most, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going. there's going to be a unit that that really comes out of, like, retirement whether that's E-Riots or E-Jets, um, something like that, E-Sentries like we just talked about, that's going to re-emerge. I, there's just so many, there's so much stuff that we've put on the shelf that we just have not tested anymore. Yeah. Because of Spectre. Yeah. But as, like, I mean, as we see, if Spectre is not a thing then jets are going to come back because jets are efficient, yeah. are stupid efficient. Yep. And they're going to do crazy work on Lethal. And so... Man, that's true. Jets on Lethal without Spectre Cell is unbelievable, right? Yeah, they're going to, they're just going to own what it, like, they can... It's like Jabba's Palace all over again for them. It, exactly. Um, and so I think that's, that's going to be a surprise. I think, um... I don't know that. That's my first thought. If you have, if you have one, and then I can think for a second. Okay, I think my what is going to surprise me the most is going to be that Vader is going to drop off the. I mean, like I know we're talking about it, but like it is going to surprise me when Vader drops off of the competitive scene, and that at Worlds next year there is only going to be maybe one or two Vader lists that make the top sixteen. That is going to surprise me. And I think the reason is, is same reason I was surprised that no palp made top 16, right? Like you just look at it and you think about the, the weight that the figure pressed upon the meta for like while it was dominant and you just can't really imagine a world in which that is not a thing. Yeah. And so I think with that, it is going to be something similar like with Vader, not to say like I, I, although I, the reason why that would surprise me the most is because I don't actually think that's going to happen, but if what if the arc that we see is actually correct, right? That Lothal is really bad for Vader, and Spectre Cell has just got such a solid answer to Vader that you know he, he that he can't he can't consistently respond. So then the the, the good players won't run him, and mm-hmm. he'll fall away. Well, and I think it's it's twofold. I think it's going to be on on those smaller maps on Tarkin and Uskru if if people learn how to kill Vader with Spectre, it's going to, it's going to hurt a lot. Yeah. But especially on the Thal, if you like, if you get a bad matchup again, like if you have E Rangers against Palp on the Thal or against Vader on the Thal, it is just tough because Vader has to advance. And if you don't have, like if you don't have initiative swing or anything like that, you're just out in the open and you're sort of just hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, Here's my other thing. I think you're going to see a lot less double regular smugglers. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
I, agree. I don't like. I don't know if that's a surprise, but I think you're gonna see. Um, like I, I think you're just like the the two activation units, like. I think you're going to see just a dearth of two activation units or two cost units in general. Yeah. Like we're, we're not going to see our Jawas. We're not going to see, I mean, we might be able to, but there's like, you can do so many things with scum that you don't need our Jawas. Yeah. Like two points can be spent anywhere else. Um, I think regular officers are going to fall off just because Vader is going to fall off. Yeah. And I think regular smugglers are going to fall off because people need extra guns. Yeah. And because there's like, Outside of uh, Rogue AI, there's not a lot of point-getting missions. Yeah. I mean, Tarkin's the one that you want a regular smuggler for, and to, to a lesser extent, Uskru can help you out a little bit, but... Not really, um, right? Like, that's the problem, is that Moss Eisley is smu- the smuggler's best map. And yeah. if that goes away, then, like, all the other maps are okay, but just nowhere near as good. Yeah. So you're going to see 3PO as a two-cost unit, and, like, it legitimately wouldn't... I mean, it's going to be surprising when it, if, if and when it hits, but that we just won't see two-cost units abundantly anymore as, as fodder. We're going to have to, like... Because, again, things are stepping up to seven, seven activations that are down from nine, and, those, and that's going to be at the cost of regular smugglers. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I agree. I'm really interested to see how this regional season shakes out. I, it, we, we're more tuned in than we've ever been, obviously. Like, we've got everybody on the Slack. I know who all the good players yeah. are, or, like, the main players are, in terms of, like, mm-hmm. past results in, like, each of these major regions, even including in Europe, which is so cool. And I am really, really interested to see how, like, Isaac does with Han Rangers or whatever he runs in mm-hmm. in, in England, right, or in the UK. Yeah. Alistair's the same way, right? Like, I'm interested to know if he keeps working with Vader. And, like, it's just going to be very, very interesting to see how each of these really good players in their particular meta solves like solves the problems that the current meta is presenting. So, yeah. So, uh, Brett talked about this on the Slack today about, uh, Jedi Luke. Do you think, do you mm. think there is a, ch- there is a spot for Jedi Luke? Here's the problem. I love, I love the idea of Jedi Luke. And I mean, yep. obviously I only played him for, I played him for two, like two solid months mm-hmm. and kind of got burned against empire because Jedi Luke without something like Alliance Rangers just doesn't quite have the muscle, right? The firepower. Yep. I mean, I guess Brett's list was was one thing, but even I think Brett's like old list, his Han, his Han Jedi Luke list. I still think that even kind of struggles a little bit against like the highly tuned um, Vader list that were that had been running around or that were running around. So, like all that being said, I love the idea of Jedi Knight Luke working. But I just worry about his consistency, and I don't think he's good on the fall, right? Yep. Like, it's a massive map, and I just don't think there's a ton of value there. I'd love it if I was wrong, right? And I've actually, when he talked about that, I've had this, like, Jedi Knight Luke, or uh, Jedi list that I've been working on that I would love to make work, but I'm just not sold that it would be very competitive. Good. Yeah, that's that's where I that's where I am as well. I just don't, like, it's it's 12 points... Which again, we're we're in this world where big figures are sliding back in. We we have ability for twelve points, but you he just is going like he's gonna get killed by you know Han E Rangers on Lethal. He has nowhere to hide. Yep, he's a less he's consistent Vader, right? And I don't yeah. see how a less consistent Vader is going to like make the cut. I love the idea of him making the cut, right? And Brett's like he's got the chance to kill. Kanan or Zeb in three attacks. I'm like, that's true. So does Vader, right? And, yeah. you know, it's 
it's not clear that his strength, right? His strength is he's got Son of Skywalker, but Vader's strength is that he has he is kind of like got a mini Son of Skywalker every round. You plan around it, obviously, but I, I don't know. I, I I think like the problem is is I haven't been thinking about Luke for months, like four or five months. So yeah. you know to think about him coming back into the meta, I just don't really see how that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I I love the idea, but it's just yeah, he's just in, he's just. Uh, he he can flub. Yeah. He can die. Yep. He does die. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's it's where we are. But yeah. yeah, a man can dream. But again, like, he's he's essentially the same as, like, him versus Kanan is essentially the same stat pool. For in, in Spectre Cell. Yeah. Like it's a, it's again it's like a mini a, a mini uh, Son of Skywalker with that second attack. Yep. And you know, green, green, yellow is more consistent than green, blue, yellow. Yep. He Kanan also has a built-in damage, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. yeah. We'll see. Brett, prove us wrong. We'd love to be proven yep. wrong. Yeah. All right, J.K. Well, that is awesome. I cannot wait for our our tournament, our regional prep tournament, which is going to be in two and a half weeks. It is going to be awesome. Yes. I also yes. I, I have no I, idea what I'm going to run. Well, I know what I'm I'm going to run the box, but yep. I, I mean, it will we, we'll see if I sub in one or two command cards. Who knows? Who man? That's, that's, that's actually kind of part of my problem right now. Is like I have just like what's the word? Settled myself into. I I will call it a rut at this point where I'm like I feel like I don't I just don't want to run anything besides the box. And I'd, I, yeah. I would run Jedi besides Spectre Self. I felt like they could, like, really get it done. But I just have had my heart broken too many times, like, being like, oh, now I'm going to make Jedi. Like, every time a new Jedi figure comes out besides Spectre Self, I'm always like, okay, now I'm going to make him work. And every time my heart gets broken. So. Well, it's just, I mean, we're, we're still living in a, in a ranged world. Yeah, just, very much. It, you know, and, and New Screw does not, or I mean, not New Screw, Lethal does not help that. Yeah. Lethal is awesome for Ahsoka, right? Because, like, she has got, mm-hmm. like, all these, all the benefits of ranged units, except for the fact that she can't attack from range, right? Like, she can threaten yeah. from range, but she can't safely threaten from range, so. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. All right, JK, well, mm-hmm. again, thank you for coming on. Anytime, every time. Happy one-year anniversary. One year? Yes, indeed. Well, move. Who, th- who would have thought? Not, not me. Went from, went from six people on Slack or whatever to we're up to 250 or something. Man, that's insane. I cannot believe yeah. that. We, have, we passed 30,000 episodes or 30,000 downloads a while ago, actually, which I, I it's crazy. I don't know what, what to say about it other than it's crazy. The community is amazing. Think, of, think about how much time people have wasted listening to, to, to us yahoos. 30,000 downloads is a approximately 300,000 hours, right, that people have spent Jeez. listening to our podcast. Don't you people have something better to do? <laughs> no, they don't. No, no? Okay. Sorry, neither do we. That's exactly right. Oh, man, that's incredible. All right, JK, well, I love you like a brother. Thanks for coming on. Yep, anytime. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy one-year anniversary. We will be seeing you next week when we are talking to Alfonso, the French national champion. Thanks again, JK. See you.